A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pickmanel and I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host Tempest the Wrestler. Nope, just Tempest. I keep forgetting. Boom. It's been it's been a few months, Pete. Yeah, I know. Hey man, you keep calling him Daniel Bryan. Give me this one. Yeah, well, see the problem with that is because I'm more used to saying Daniel Bryan than Bryan mm-hmm. Danielson. But in my reviews and everything, I very often will just call wrestlers by their full names. I won't just say mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Omega did this. I'll be like, no, Kenny Omega, you mm-hmm. know, just say the whole thing. So if I start saying Daniel, I will not, my brain doesn't think to just call him Danielson. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It, it, it rolls off the tongue that way. But yep. because it does, his name now doesn't start with Brian in my mind. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> and mine is tough just because that's what I was used to saying for a bit. So yeah. I guess I just still keep saying it. Anyway, how you doing today, mate? No, not doing too bad. I got another shiny Pokemon, Pete. Ooh. Oh, three. We got three of them. Hot damn. Yeah. You already told me what it is, but for the people, what did you get? No, there's another another one. Wait, another another one? Yeah. Yeah. The right. first one was a weasel. Mm-hmm. And then I told you I caught another one, and that was a snow run. It was blue, yep. little blue boy. And then yesterday, I caught a shiny magic carp. Oh, nice. That's so good. I could have a nice red Gyarados if I so choose. Hell yeah, dude. Happy for you. Or you could keep it as a golden magic carp. I could. Cool. Could have a little, little gold, gold fishy. Little gold, boy. Um, little gold boy. I'm still upset, Tempest, because I've still not played the bloody game in ages. Tell you what though, a shame. I'm after we're done today. I'm going to be going back to my my lady partner's flat until Monday. I'm taking my switch with me, and I'm I'm going to make time where I'm going to play that bloody game mm-hmm. because I haven't played it in too long, and it's it's eating away at me. I've only <laughs> done I've only done I've only barely scratched the surface of the third area that you go to, and I haven't done anything more. I like the fourth going to the fourth area is my next like mission objective in the story, and I'm like nope not doing it yet i'm just gonna go explore some other places first and i've i've barely even scratched the surface in some of these places and i uh i want to do more i want to do more um, yeah. i'm not doing one it's making me frustrated yeah there's a couple of spots that i've only been to once 
and I want to go back to like there's uh it's probably further than you've gotten into the game at this point. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, yeah. There's there's the one that's got like an electrode as the lord of the area. It's kind of like I'm near the that. top of uh it's kind of near the top of of Mount Cornet and everything. I think that's Mount the place King that I'm going to go to next. Yeah. I think is the place I'm going yeah. to go. There's a lot of like interesting pokemon in that area mm-hmm. you know you got you like your uh hisuian uh voltorbs the ones that mm-hmm. are like half grass yeah you know and i'm just like oh interesting i want to catch mm-hmm. more of y'all and fill, fill out your pokedex and and evolve one of you and everything because i don't have an electrode yet yeah you know? but there's a lot of good pokemon like in that area but i've only been there once for when i played through that bit of the game you know it's not one that they've sent me back to for a side quest or sure. just to go back and you know because like there's Uxie and Azelf and Mesprit and everything. Like, none of them exist there, so there's no mm-hmm. reason to go back to it. But it's definitely one I want to explore a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, I I can't wait to start playing it more. I'm I'm getting antsy. That's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you what, Tempest as well, speaking of, of video games. Um, start going back to the office this week. I, I did. Um, granted, a few, a few other people in the office have been back a little while some people kind of been popping in and out since december anyway um and a lot of them when they were there they've been playing speedrunners on their breaks because that's what we do in the office i now this sounds like an excuse haven't had the luxury of have of being able to play speedrunners since you know since the last time i was in the office so like you know november december time right so i went back this week and i was playing some speedrunners and I I used to be undefeated oh, speedrunners no. in the office. Oh dear. I unfortunately lost to Andy Datsun. Mm. 3-0. Oh dear. Oh. oh, it was that one cut deep. That one was rough. Like losing 3-0 was oh, it was someone else. And then on Thursday, I lost to Adam Blompier. <laughs> I lost, I think, three. Three two, I think three one. I can't remember, but no, it was yeah, it was three two because I can remember us being on two two, and I was like, okay, match point. And then something happened at the start that was almost like out of my control. Like someone just like hooked me off the screen. And I was like, well, I'm done. And Adam was like, I can beat P, I can beat P, I can beat P. I went, and everyone was like screaming for Adam to like finally win. Um, and 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 he did, um, which was very unfortunate. But hey, man, I still won like ninety five percent of my games that I played, so that's something. You know, uh-huh. and Andy was insistent that the one that he won three 0 was the one that counted on the the leaderboard in the office, and I was like, no, <laughs> because how about the ten other games that we played where I won? Did any of those count? No. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, but I've I've lost I've lost my groove, Tempest. I'm no longer undefeated. I'm sad about it. Oh, Pete, we need to get uh, the M Pete Aurora's new groove. Sure. The MP we're gonna have a whole movie about it. Yeah, we're going to go on an adventure and you're going to turn into a llama. It's going to all end with you getting a new groove. And then you're going to be able to play the game again. Great. No, that sounds that sounds lovely. I can't wait for being a llama. Anyway, um we should probably talk about Smackdown uh and obviously I Rampage. Suppose which we're going to be leading talking about this Naomi-Charlotte match that happened for the SmackDown Women's Championship, So I thought it was pretty great. So we're going to talk about it because it was really good.
Wouldn't you know it, Naomi faced Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They got given time to wrestle. It was a good match. <laughs> it was good. Isn't that crazy? Novel concept, that. Absolutely crazy. Welcome to the WrestleDot Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am your jam, that champion, Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. And this podcast... And this podcast... I can talk. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, which we're really happy that we've got BetterHelp to sponsor this show uh, because we enjoy helping you help yourselves. Go to BetterHelp, that is H-E-L-P. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle and you can get 10% off uh, your first month. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. We'll be talking about it in more talking about it more a little bit later but we're very happy that better help is sponsoring this show but let's get into talking about this uh smackdown also send in your ultra chats at wrestle.com forward slash support yeah getting your thoughts and feelings about smackdown and rampage uh the first thing we're going to be talking about is this naomi and charlotte flair smackdown women's championship match which main evented smackdown they had the opening segment to hype up this match as well uh, which I guess we'll talk about now as well, uh, where which was less good than the match uh, because it started off with Sonya Deville coming out and cutting the uh, the general like heel authority figure promo, being like the attack last week was unprovoked. They have been fined a hundred thousand dollars. They are indefinitely suspended. And I was like, sure, whatever, great. But then swerve it's adam pierce who comes out and says hey mr mcmahon has emailed me and said lol no to all of your requests basically so she's not fine she's not suspended and you need to stop abusing your power though i quite liked the line where he said um there's nothing i, I hate more than someone who abuses their power i was like yeah. that's quite funny yeah that's, that's yeah. a good line um and uh yes yeah, so then he said you've been abusing your power you're not allowed to interfere in the SmackDown Women's Championship match with Naomi and Charlotte later in the show. And then if she dis if she disobeys, then her job is in serious jeopardy. Oh no. And then Naomi came out and she she just slapped her. And I was like, but she's got the jacket on. What are you doing, Naomi? Don't think that's, about it, Pete. That's illegal. You can't do that. <laughs> Don't think about it. So <laughs> my biggest takeaway <clears throat> from this opening segment is I really, really dislike the trope. It's a big mug you've got there. It's I a tankard. Really, yeah. It says, beware I the really... smiling DM on it. Very That's nice. Me. Very mm. nice. I really dislike that you've got like six weeks of, or six weeks, six months of Sonya Deville just being terrible. Just mm -hmm. awful. The worst human alive. Like, you know, just awful. And... Yeah, Naomi gets to beat her one time, but the comeuppance is coming from Vince. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. No. Who are we trying to get over here? Should be Naomi. Should be. So let's have like Naomi beat Na beat Sony Deville in a loser gets fired match or something like that, and maybe that's where we're going. Maybe I think it probably is. Direction. But I would prefer, like, I don't want Vince McMahon Overlord to be a character in this story. I yeah. want Naomi to be the, the shining, valiant hero taking out this evildoer. Absolutely, That's my yeah. one takeaway from that. Um, but that, that was the build for the main event segment yes. itself. <laughs> Though they did have a couple of them through the show where Charlotte would just be backstage and then she turned <laughs> around with the title and just went, 
as always, I'm the main event. And then it cut away. And I was like, like what the how hell long was were that? you standing there? How long <laughs> were you standing there to say one line and turn around? Oh, well, she did it again later where she turned around and just went, uh, I think they probably recorded a bunch of them. And we're only supposed to put one in, but they accidentally put two in. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. she turned around in exactly the same position backstage as well. Just turned around with the same like cadence and delivery. It's been like, I'm going to stomp out Naomi's glow. And then it cut away again. And I was like, what's happening? What are these segments? It's a simulation. It's a video game. Like, you know, we're in production. You ever like do a few takes for a promo or something like that? It's like, oh, I'm going to change up the verbiage of Mm -hmm. this one. But you still do it with like the same style you know you do the same mannerism and you just want to like give the editor like more choices to make most of the time if you do two of the same thing but with a different line they don't play both of them (laughs) legit because then you get weird ass moments like this yeah oh man um but it all led into the main event match which was naomi versus charlotte flair which got given some time they went through two ad breaks on this well done wwe for giving it time and you know what bloody great match this i thought both of them looked really really good i'm genuinely i'm just so shocked like who could have seen that charlotte and naomi would put on a good match apart from like everyone you know got Mm -hmm. given time they had some great near falls maybe too many near falls but great near falls regardless it was it was a much higher standard of match than we, we've come to expect from WWE. Mm. Uh, I thought it was great. Charlotte kicked out with the rear view and the split-legged moonsault. Crazy. Uh, but she put her away with the natural selection in the end. I thought this was great stuff. Looked Naomi Made Naomi look awesome. I thought this was the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I love I love a lot of things about it. Number one... You know how a few years ago, like five, six years ago, anytime the women did anything of substance, they would like go crazy promotion of it. It's like they're in the main event of Raw for the second time ever. Oh, it's such a big deal. And my thing was always just like, just put them in the main event and let them being stars be the promotion and the push for that. You don't need to go crazy. We're just like, Mm -hmm. look at how progressive we are. This was an example of, of that, where it's just like, yeah, they should be in the main event because this is the most important thing. And then they go out and they have a main event performance. That is awesome. Awesome yep. stuff. Absolutely love that. Would this not, like, again, I'm, I'm not trying to sound pessimistic at all, but would this match not have, like, kicked so much more ass if Naomi was, like, a babyface champion? Mm. And this was her beating Charlotte. Yeah. You know, like this style of match, but as with Naomi as the babyface champion, I just think that would be so cool. Cause like people want to cheer for Naomi. And like, yeah, Charlotte's busy right now. She's got her whole Ronda Rousey thing. But you see the reactions that Naomi gets and you see the match that they can have. Like this would have been a really good like base for a WrestleMania match. And it makes me want Naomi to have won the Royal Rumble. Mm. You know, like I wish this was the direction that we could just have Naomi versus Sonya at the pay-per-view in between Rumble and WrestleMania, close off that storyline, and now Naomi goes for the title at WrestleMania and beats Charlotte in a fantastic main event match. 
Oh, that sounds like so much fun because this match was great. This match was so great. I don't know if it had too many near falls because you can mm. only really kind of judge the quality of a WWE main event by like how many moves they kick out of. You know, yeah. it's like that's that's how you know they're really going balls to the wall. Like, like yeah, they kicked out of a yeah. finisher. Oh, they're really trying. You can get into this one. This is going to mm-hmm. be big and impressive and important. So I don't know if they kicked out of too many moves, but this was this was great, man. I wish they did yeah. main events like this every week. Yeah, hundred percent right. Like they they've done it now two weeks in a row, where for at least one match they've given them time and they've wrestled. Yeah, it's not hard. It's what we've been asking them to do for ages. It's really not that hard. It's and this turned out to have a great bloody match. I will say to be a, a bit of a, a downer on this, um, they could have just ended the show on that high note of yes. the match was great, end the show. But you had to have an angle afterwards, which I thought dragged it down a little bit. Yeah. Not not a whole lot. I still very much enjoyed the segment overall, but you it did drag it down a little bit. The stars, Pete. Mm, of course, the right? stars that people care about. Yeah. Uh, which was... Neo, uh, Sonya Deville came out in got in Naomi's face after she lost, being like, oh no, you lost, boo-hoo. Naomi snapped and then started attacking her, and then for some reason, I'm not sure why, well, I know why, but in kayfabe, I don't know why, Charlotte Flair suddenly very much cares about Sonya Deville, because she came back in to save her from the beatdown. Ronda Rousey came out to even the odds, and then she was gonna damage Sonya Deville's other arm, but Charlotte pulled her out and saved her from that beatdown. Um, it, yeah. was, it was just a bog standard angle. It just kind of, for me, it just kind of took away from the caliber of the match that they had. Um, but I know exactly why they did it because they've now announced a third women's match at Elimination Chamber, Wild, uh, which is uh, Ronda and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya. Which you know, sure, sure, that's progression of all this. Yeah. I. Again, the same way that I don't like Overlord Vince McMahon being the one to give Sonya Deville comeuppance, I don't like that Ronda Rousey's the one that's killing Sonya Deville. Yep. You know? It's like yeah. just the same sort of way. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Like, I keep watching Naomi, and I'm getting really into Naomi, and then I keep getting reminded that Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair exists. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I, not, not I don't as know how I feel. That. Yeah. I don't know about how I feel about this whole thing because I feel like what we're going to do is we're going to have the tag match at Elimination Chamber. You might have the heels win there, maybe. And then at Mania, you're going to have Naomi versus Sonya and you're going to have Charlotte versus Ronda. And they're going to mm-hmm. kind of separate these stories again. Uh, and there I would assume that... <sighs> I assume Ronda's winning? I don't. I don't know. I would assume Ronda's winning. And I, I would assume so. that Naomi is winning at the very least, right? I would hope I, so. I would then want Naomi to feud with Charlotte afterwards and beat her. I want Naomi to win that feud and get a big win over Charlotte. And then she can be built up to to face maybe Ronda, maybe someone else after Ronda's dropped it. But maybe she can be built up to actually win the title at some point. That is what I'd want in the future because this made Naomi look like a star, feel like a star, and made people want to see her as champion. Yeah, I thought this was maybe Naomi's best match ever. Mm. Yeah, I, I struggled to think of like a match that she's had that was better than this one. It's yeah. weird, man. Like if I was if 
if I had faith that this company was going to like be booked properly, like, yeah, I would mm-hmm. have her beat uh, Sonya Deville at WrestleMania and send her on her merry way. And you never see Sonya Deville again until she reappears yep. as a wrestler or so, at some point. Sure. But you do that and then you build, you build until like SummerSlam or something yep. like that. And that's where Naomi takes the title off of whoever it is. And that's a big like coronation moment. It's been a year of, of trying to deal with everything from Sonya Deville mm-hmm. to whatever. That's how I would book things. Now, I don't believe that that's going to happen. If I had to guess, she's going to beat Sonya Deville at WrestleMania. They're going to go to Backlash and have her be the first challenger, and then she's going to lose. Because that seemed to be what they do these days. They take like mm. the big match you would expect to see on SummerSlam, and they do it on the next pay-per-view, like when they did Seth Rollins and AJ Styles immediately. I was like, build! Build to the big match, but no. That being said, yeah, like this was great. This match was really, really great. And I don't want to get away from that. You know, I just, yes. I look at this and I'm like, Naomi should be on top. Naomi's the popular one. Naomi's the one that can have like a really good match. Of course, Charlotte can have very good matches as well. There's no denying that. But like they've got something with Naomi and I want them mm-hmm. to to strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But Tempest, yeah, I feel like we've just been pretty positive very about positive. that i feel like that means we should catch some pokemon right i suppose so we're continuing the bit everyone we're we're, <laughs> we're continuing the bit of if we're positive about wwe we get to catch some pokemon so we're going to catch some pokemon all right leave play us the, play the like horn beat. what play the horn oh damn it i already let me do it again come on you're not working with me here here we go <laughs> oh, it brings me life. It brings me such joy. Right. Oh. What am I going to catch? Uh, what's over there? Man, I've got like no tall grass near me. There's, uh, it's tough. Some of these Pokemon are more aggressive than I would expect. I agree. You know? Like, I walk past a moth and it starts attacking me. I was like, you're a moth. <laughs> you would not be you're so moth. aggressive. Get out of here. You know? It's over here. Zubat? I'll take a Zubat. Okay, just Psyduck. Psyducks aren't aggressive. Yeah, they are. Not this Psyduck. This Psyduck's chill. Yeah. Very oh, nice. come on. Or a Psyduck. This it's gotten to the point I've I've forgotten I've forgotten who uh like I've yet to fill out the Pokedex entries for. Yeah. So it's like, uh, eh, I'll just catch everybody. We'll catch a couple more. Couldn't hurt. I'll get some money for weasel. it. Get in the ball, weasel. Have you caught a big weasel yet? I haven't caught a big weasel yet. I can't. I can't find a big weasel. I've caught like oh, seven big... weasels, and they're all too small for this man's taste. <laughs> I didn't catch the weasel, and now it ran away. God damn it! Okay. Oh, Never Pete. mind. You need. You need to be better. I do. I do need to be better. You're right. All right then. Come here, cricketot. You'll do. Got him in the back as well. Oh, Come on. Very nice. I've I've started really uh, pouring money and resources into like the heavy ball variations. Mm, yeah, those things are useful. Oh, yeah. Yes, you just do some some prime sneaking. 
Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but if you if you start sneaking around some of those Pokemon, you're basically invisible. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're yeah. invisible. It's not like oh, let me, like, if you get into the grass and you're real low, like maybe they won't see you. It's like no, you can just walk past them. <laughs> it's like Skyrim stealth. You just crouch. Yeah. yeah. Stealth. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> anyway, um, we we were positive. We're probably going to be positive about one more other thing on this show, probably. I think so. So. That's good. Um, but before we get into some of your ultra chats here, send those in at wrestle.com forward slash support. We just have to say once again that we are sponsored by BetterHelp, uh, which we're really, really happy they're on board with us for this one. Uh, that is uh, BetterHelp. That is H-E-L-P. You can go to betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle to get 10% off your first month. Uh, they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist uh, in under 48 hours as well. Um, it's available for clients worldwide as well because you know a lot of our sponsors that we have in the show it's like us only or it's uk only but this is worldwide for anyone um and yeah it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online uh you mentioned to me times before that you actually use better help what's your experience been like with them uh very positive you know it's it's very easy to use it's something where you know it's it's all from home there's there's no in-person aspect of of this therapy where it'll be It'll be either uh, texting or phone calls or video calls. Whatever you feel most comfortable with is what you're able to do. And it's very, it's very easy. It's very user-friendly and it's very simple to try and use. And they will match you with someone that will fit your needs. And overall, it's been a, it's been a very good experience that I can't recommend enough. Obviously, with the last couple of years being what they've been, mental health is a, a real important thing for us here at Rest Talk. You know, support Rest Talk, support each other is something that we really do, do truly believe in. Um, we want you guys to to help yourselves in any in any way you can, and being more open and talking about your mental health struggles and things like that. So we're really happy Better Help are, are, are on board with us here. Um, yeah, they they want to help you start living a happier life today. So uh, go to betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle to get 10% off your first month. That is H-E-L-P.com forward slash wrestle. Go do it. Go do the thing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Uh, keep sending those in at wrestle.com forward slash support on the subject of Naomi and Charlotte. Uh, Survivor1993 said, how's it going, lads? I acknowledge my tribal Pete and his Canadian Council Tempest. I kind of like that, Canadian Council. Uh, also, it's my birthday today. Since it's my birthday, can I get an end to the never-ending Naomi and Sonya rivalry? Keep up the great work, guys. LAW for life. No, you can't. They're having a match at Elimination Chamber and then probably yeah. WrestleMania. I didn't get it for my birthday. That means you can't either. No. Maybe I'll get it for my birthday in August. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be like one year. Yeah. But happy birthday, nonetheless. Um, Steve Suess. Seuss? Sorry. Uh, are we exaggerating how good Charlotte Naomi was just because we like Naomi? I watched this match back, and honestly, I saw a lot of hesitation, some botches, etc. Love Naomi, but this wasn't that good in my opinion. Um... I disagree. I think it was very good. I think it was very good. You know, again, you're you're <clears throat> there. There's a difference between like a, a Charlotte Flair match being great and like I don't know a Young Bucks match being great. You know, one's going to be a lot yeah. clunkier than the other, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's not as as good. Mm-hmm. It might not look as polished, but still, like a match like this was like really, really good, really, really fun. And it got the people. Because how often these days are we watching these shows and WWE fans are just sitting there like with their head in their hands? Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, because there's nothing to cheer about. There's nothing to get worked up about. And finally, they gave them something to cheer about. And it made the match feel like that much more, that much more important, that much more exciting. So, sure, maybe it's not like the top level like indie super match that, that we're, we're used to. But for WWE... And their style and everything, I thought this was very good. Yeah. I will say as well, I didn't buy Naomi winning, but the near fall they did off the rear view, I thought was really good because they went straight into the pin after it. There was no like hesitation. There was no protecting it or anything. It was just hit, pin, and it was a deep pin as well. I was like, that's a good near fall right there. Very well executed. Um, But yeah, so it was some good stuff. I liked it. Ten Rosa says, hey guys, I'm sorry, but I can't get excited over a great match from Naomi and Charlotte because I have no confidence in the company to do anything with it. Same when Cesaro turned on Swagger at WrestleMania 34. Can't get excited anymore. Hashtag LIW for life. I understand that. Like, 
I get it. I'm I'm not necessarily excited about the future of this. I'm just excited that we got to see some good wrestling. Mm-hmm. That was I also like WrestleMania wrestling. 30, Ken Reza. It's four years earlier. 34 yeah, was well, when he was with Shane yeah. as the bar. Yeah, they lost that's to right. Braun Strowman. In a, yeah, it in was wrestling. You're right. Yeah. Is that when Same he won? Same building. Was that Under the Giant Battle Royal? Is that Cesaro's yeah, one? Yeah, he and he and Swagger broke up like on the pre-show. They did like a four-way tag match, and they broke up on the pre-show, and then he won the battle royal. That was a that was a fun little ending spot. That one. Yeah, it was with the uh, with the big show. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, but for now, let's get into talking about the rest of SmackDown, and then we'll get into talking about Rampage afterwards. Uh, so we already talked about the opening segment with Sonya and Adam Pearce coming out. We then had uh, a recap of New Day versus Los Lotharios from last week, and I was like, oh, that was fun last week. And then New Day started making an entrance. I was like, they're doing it again, aren't they? Just doing it again. <laughs> and yes, they did. Um, you know what? Why? It was good a second time. It was. That's the thing. It's kind of frustrating because there's no reason for them to have another match. And the result is 50-50 booking. Lotharios won this one. New Day won the last one. Okay, great. But the match was really good. Like, I still really enjoyed the match, you know? Yeah. They just got good action. I think they got good chemistry. The timing's good. It was all crisply done. It was just fun. Yeah. They were, like, maybe not kicking out of finishers, but they were, like, doing near falls off of big moves. Absolutely. And it, it felt so much more impressive, so much more exciting than the coma that we're used to starting SmackDown, where it's just like, yeah, you know, here's a, a six-minute match and you win with the first finisher. No, now they were, like, going for it. You know, yeah. they were hitting the big moves and then having the, the partner come in and break up the pin. I was like, yeah, I'm really into this match. I don't I, – I can't think about it outside of a vacuum because i will lose my mind it's like why are we doing this match after last week and none of it's going to mean anything and the new day is made up of two wwe champions and that doesn't matter anymore <laughs> if i start yeah. to think about it i'll go nuts but if i'm just like oh good match yeah it, it makes it easier to get through these shows mm-hmm. absolutely yeah um los Lotharis are trying to get over their new nickname the lethal lovers sure all right. I had you love that very obvious plant during their, their entrance. What do you mean? That was a fan, Tempest. There was no yeah. way that that woman was a plant. No way. They they introduced the kiss cam uh, where they went and they kissed a woman on the cheeks. That's not what a kiss cam is. Yeah, I know. But it's the Los Lotharios kiss cam, so it's different, you see. Um, got nothing on MJF's kiss cam, that's what I'm going to say. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they do not. Um, Poor Angel Garza. His wife is like pregnant, or fiance is pregnant, or at least he wasn't like making out with someone. It's true, but that's what they were having him do, like in NXT, like two or yeah. three years ago. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he just got he just got engaged. Start kissing fans. That's your gift. Yeah, <laughs> like how could that go wrong? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yes, Angel uh, rolled up Kingston for the win. After Kingston hit a trouble in Paradise and Umberto, um, yeah, just got the roll-up victory. But it was a very good match. Yeah. I don't care for the 50-50 booking, but this was fun to watch. 
This was fun to watch, and that is yep. better than I get most weeks, so I'm giving it a thumbs up. Absolutely, yes. Uh, we then had the Viking Raiders try to cut a promo. They got out, like, two words. and then they That elimination should <laughs> <laughs> And we didn't see any of them for the rest of the show. That was it. Nope. That, that is what they were brought to TV to do. Mm -hmm. To get kicked in the face and have their little horn masks get stolen. Yep. That's, that's it. it. That's her that's their paycheck for the week. Crazy. Uh Roman Reigns then had a sit-down promo with Michael Cole, a sit-down interview backstage. Uh Michael Cole then replayed the bit of Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar from Survivor. I was Series there for that. 16. You were I was like, yeah, I keep waiting. Eventually I'm just gonna be like, are they gonna show me on TV? <laughs> Do they have a camera on me that I didn't know about? It's been six mm -hmm. years ago. They haven't done it yet. Nope, not yet. I was um, losing my mind. I was making the big faces that they want. <laughs> Uh, You're just not photogenic enough, Tempest. That's what it is. That's why you wear the mask, right? That's why I wear the mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was basically saying, like, look, Goldberg's really good. He beat Lesnar like six years ago, five and a half years ago. Um, and uh, and Reigns is like, sure, but I'm a completely different person now. I'm the head of the table. I'm, he can't beat me. You know, two years ago when we were facing at WrestleMania, maybe Goldberg had a chance, but now, no way. Uh, I, I quite like this line where he said, I'm going to Goldberg Goldberg. Mm -hmm. like, That's cool. I like it. Yeah. I would love I like him. That. I would love for him to Goldberg Goldberg. That'd be <laughs> amazing. Just beat him in like a minute and a half. Legitimately. This is the yeah. last match on Goldberg's contract, right? Just do it. For now, until Smash he signs him. another one. Yeah. But I just love it. If it's the last match on the contract, he's not re-signed one just yet. Just have Reigns win in like a minute. Yeah. Oh, it would make me so happy. Yeah, I don't disagree. That'd, that'd be that'd be catharsis for all the times that Goldberg <laughs> like beating someone we didn't want him to beat. You know. Yeah, yeah. I also like the line. I forget exactly what it was word for word, but it was something like, uh, "Like if I was in WCW, we'd all be winning because WCW would still be in business." Yeah. Like, Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I don't know that that's true because I don't know that even you could have saved WCW Roman. Absolutely not. But no. I like the thought process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a solid promo segment overall. Mm -hmm. um, for this next bit, Tempest, we got <clears throat> we got a recap of Natalia versus Aaliyah. And then we got a recap of Natalia versus Aaliyah. And then we got a recap of Natalia versus Aaliyah. And then we got Natalia versus Aaliyah. Yeah. You know what? I didn't need to see it four times. <laughs> and we're going to see it a fifth time. You know, we're going to. Again, who's getting over? No one. Especially from this result. No one. Exactly. Right? Who is getting over from all of this? Is the idea to get Zia Lee over? Because they're not doing anything with her, but she's the only one that hasn't lost a match here. Yeah. God, so, is this that hard? Like, at least have Aaliyah beat Natalia. Oh, dude. What does like, Natalia get from beating this loser that gets surprised when she wins by countout? Like, legit. They've had Aaliyah win three fluke victories. So the natural story you go for is that when they have a proper match... 
Aaliyah wins and proves that they weren't fluke victories. Yep. But no, now they had a fluke. match where you can only win by pinfall or submission, which is just a no DQ match, right? So then yeah. Natalia locked in the sharpshooter. Aaliyah got to the ropes, but because there's no DQ, she didn't have to break the hold. So then Aaliyah tapped. So in the rules of the match, Natalia just won. Legit. Mm -hmm. So all of Aaliyah's victories were fluke victories. She just proved that she's lucky, not good. Yeah. What are you playing at? Great on, story, man. guys. Great story. Oh, like, man. What does they even say? And you know what they're going to try and do, right? They're going to be like, well, you know, if it wasn't that kind of match, I got to the ropes, I would have broken the hold. And it's like, whoop-de-doo. In that match, that's not the rules. Yeah, this wasn't yeah. sprung on you. Yeah, you exactly. Prepared. Right? You were a, a worse competitor. Yeah. And then, post match beatdown from Natalia, Zaya Lee comes out and protects her and fights her off again, which is an exact repeat of what they've done a couple weeks ago. Can we please do something else? No, she's a superhero. She's the protector. Like, this whole thing with Natalia and Aaliyah and Zaya Lee is just. It drains me every yeah. week because I'm like, this is the same. Thing every time just get to the point please oh my god so boring i hated all of this anyway but they got a nice little video package about rocky johnson and it was narrated by the rock and i thought it was hell quite yeah. nice hell yeah i it's funny because i've seen the <clears throat> my first wrestlemania was the one where he got inducted in the hall of fame mm -hmm. right so I've got that WrestleMania on DVD, and I watched it a lot as a kid. It was back when I had, like, two wrestling DVDs and no network, and there was nothing on YouTube. Yeah. So I just watched that WrestleMania, like, on loop. It would be over. I'd just start it again. So I've watched the Rocky Johnson Hall of Fame ceremony, like, a number of times. So I've seen this video package, not word for word the same way, but I've seen this mm -hmm. quite a bit. And now yeah. seeing it again with you know Rocky Johnson having passed on and, and everything, it was it was a little bit emotional. Mm. A little bit emotional. Yeah. It was a very nice little thing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we then had Sami Zayn coming out for Insane, uh, before we then had the first of Charlotte Flair's. As always, I'm the main event, and then it cuts away again. Um, <laughs> Sami Zayn, before he talks, they throw to a clip of Johnny Knoxville. Entering a WWE building, vandalizing some artwork, uh -huh. tearing up some merchandise that he didn't pay for while wearing a United States replica belt. Yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. I had to think for a second. I was like, did Johnny Knoxville win the US title? And I didn't yeah. hear about it. I, I was like, who is thing. the US champion right now? I don't know, because I don't watch Raw. Yeah. And I haven't seen that belt on pay-per-view in a while. I yes, legitimately, like yeah, I I saw that. Yeah, I I thought exactly the same thing. Uh, also, let's not put any spoilers in the chat because next week's SmackDown has been taped and the results oh. have oh, been man. revealed. So, let's not talk about it without um, without doing like a spoiler because mm. I, really, I don't really think this is a spoiler. There's a clip because they do a contract signing next week with Charlotte yeah. Ronda and everything, and Ronda like. Grab Charlotte's head to bonk her head on the table. Charlotte just doesn't go. 
I don't know what <laughs> her deal. I don't know what her deal is with like falling on her face. Mm. But don't like it. I think she should get over it. Maybe. Yeah. You can bonk um, your head on a table in WWE and not be like, yeah. uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Keep an eye out for that one next week, guys. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, so his scheduled guests for this episode of Insane were Shinsuke and Boogs. Yeah. Shinsuke and Boogs come out and then... Sammy says, oh, you interrupted me. It's like, they're your scheduled guests. How does that even work? <laughs> How do you get interrupted by a scheduled guest? <laughs> uh, and this segment did not get less weird. It got way more weird. Yeah. Because they were talking for a bit. And then... <laughs> Rick Boogs goes to grab the microphone that's set up. I've not gone back to watch this because I don't care enough. <sighs> I think he got electrocuted from the <laughs> microphone, right? Is that what happened? It's as good an explanation as I have. Like, he just touched it and then, like, sold it. was like, oh, God! And, like, sold it was, like, really, like, grabbing his arm in pain. And he went down in the corner. So then Shinsuke turned around to check on him. And then Sammy hit a halluva kick onto Shinsuke. So then they were both, like, in a pile in the corner. The hell was that? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, it's, in, it's insane. It's smack ass, Pete. He's Sammy Zayn, and welcome to smack ass. Welcome to smack ass. Yeah, it's like that one, uh, that one jackass bit where they had the the electric chair. Mm, instead yeah. of an electric chair, it's an electric mic. Electric mic must be, yeah. Except it's fake. But then <laughs> they. So they were selling this as quite serious. Like the commentators weren't saying much. It was quite like a, a, a serious looking thing. Like Boogs was properly like holding his arm, like, oh, I'm in like so much pain, like really like selling it. Like it was like a serious thing. And without warning, they just throw up this clip of Happy Corbin from last week being like, hey, Drew. And it's like, whoa, tone shift. Drew. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, they re they replayed essentially the whole segment from last week. It's all the bits you needed to watch anyway. Of Corbin being like, "It's Drew McIntyre," and Madcap Moss coming in, and then he points a sword at him. Madcap Moss tells a joke, and then Drew hits him with a claymore. It's like that's the whole segment. That's all you need. Could have done it in thirty seconds, but you didn't. Um, uh, they then showed Madcap Moss backstage, who has a comically large black eye from the claymore that Drew hit last week. Uh, great makeup work there, guys. Uh, it's more it's more akin to Malachi Black's makeup, I'd say, yeah, than an actual corrupted. black guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got force corruption. He's been telling too many <laughs> bad jokes. This this is neither here nor there, but do you know how much I wish that they would change their booking philosophy and have like Goldberg face Madcap Moss and just have him just break him in half? That'd be cool. You know, like I want to yeah. see Goldberg spear Madcap Moss. Mm. That'd be good. That yeah. would be an effective use of everyone involved. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, he then says, Don't worry, I won't I can't go out there for your match against Cesaro, but don't worry, you'll be fine. And you'll never guess what? He was. Like <laughs> he just beat Cesaro in a few minutes. I don't get it. I don't get this company. No. Like um you know <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like 
Who's like my least favorite member of the AEW roster? It might like be Billy Gunn. Sure. If Billy Gunn went out and beat like Andrade week after week after week, I probably wouldn't enjoy AEW as much. If you just have Baron Corbin go out there and beat Cesaro every week, I want to stop watching your show. How are we still doing this with Baron Corbin? Hey man, they He's announced been on him. the main roster for six years. And he's still exactly the same. He's not getting any better. He's not going to be a bigger star. And he's beating Cesaro. They announced him. They announced him as the undefeated Happy Corbin. Because he hasn't lost a match since becoming Happy Corbin. Which Uh... I assume is going to lead to Drew McIntyre versus happy corbin at wrestlemania yeah and drew will win i think that's what i, I pitched I, last I, week i hope he wins anyway <laughs> can you imagine if he imagine doesn't he doesn't imagine <laughs> he doesn't baron corbin beats drew mcintyre good <sighs> god yeah uh backstage madcap moss is still getting his eye checked out being like oh no i can't i can't see anything i'm gonna have to pull out my match at elimination chamber and then the doc i don't know what the doctor's on about but the doctor goes, okay, close your eyes. And goes, okay, open them and tell me what you see. And then Drew McIntyre's there, pointing a sword in his face. And he opens his eyes, goes, sword. It's like, <laughs> what? what sort of doctor? And then the doctor just vanishes, doesn't say another word. The guy's just there with a sword, checking on your patient. Like, what are you doing? Ah, oh, good. Good God. Yeah. Um, so then Drew McIntyre threatens to kill him, saying that the... Uh, their match at Elimination Chamber is now a Falls Count Anywhere match, which means that anything goes. And I went, no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's a no-holds-barred match. <laughs> or an Extreme Rules, or a Street Fight, or any of the other names you can go up with. Falls Count Anywhere means you can just get them anywhere. That's it. Yeah, there, there's no DQs in a Falls Count Anywhere match, though. But then what's the difference? It's just there's no difference. They called a no-DQ match seven different things for years. Uh-oh. We're having a Belfast brawl. We're having an extreme rules match, yeah. a hardcore match, a no DQ match. Yeah. There's a yeah. million names for these things. They all mean the same thing. Yeah, I know. But just the full count anywhere should mean that you can just pin them anywhere. That's what it should be. Yeah, it's no that's DQs the, everywhere. That's the name. It's just Whatever. It's a no DQ um, match with a little bit of spice added on. I can pin you on the floor. But there's... uh, Whatever. Um, It cuts to Charlotte Flair, who says she's going to stomp out Naomi's glow. And it cuts away. You know, Pete, it's a nice belt you've got there. It's a great belt. What what, what are you planning on doing with that belt? So, as I've mentioned on this show before, I'm not defending the belt Elimination Chamber because Luke didn't defend the belt at day one, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fair. It's just even, you know. Yep. I'm a fighting champion. I'll fight anytime, any place, right? But just not elimination chamber because Luke didn't defend his belt on day one. I think that makes sense, right? So what we're doing is going to crown an interim jam that champion instead, and it's going to be Andy. And I need to pick someone who's going to be facing Andy at elimination chamber. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I've got someone in mind. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah. I I, th- I think it should be a, a pretty pretty easy choice. You know, there, there's yeah. there's definitely someone that you can think of that hasn't gotten a shot at, at old at old Jammy any any time, especially recently. I was gonna say like well overdue, right? Yeah. Like yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think it's fairly fairly uh, interesting choice that I could make here. You know, maybe that person has some sort of intangible asset, you know? Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to reveal it next week. No spoilers here, guys. Just going to, I'll reveal it next week. It's going to be great. Um, Goldberg then has his sit down interview with, uh, with Michael Cole. And he mentions as part of this promo, I didn't understand most of this, what he was talking about, because I feel like most of it was gibberish. I mean, it's cool, Did he say he I... loves Michael Cole like a brother? I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't try and analyze the things that come out of Goldberg's mouth. No, no. He then said that this match is two years, ten years, fifteen years in the making. I'm like, it isn't. <laughs> Reigns debuted like was, just over nine years ago. <laughs> what were either of you doing 15 years ago? In 2006, yeah. when Goldberg was well out of wrestling and Roman Reigns was probably playing high school football or something? He's not that young. Yeah. He's playing college football. Yeah. College football, maybe playing in the CFL. And he Roman they he saw Roman Reigns playing for the Calgary Stampeders and went, I'm gonna kick that guy's ass one day. And it's Saudi been building Arabia. since then. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> for a big um, blue belt. We then got a recap of Pearson DeVille in the opening segment. Sheamus was at NASCAR. And then we got the main event, which we've already to- uh, spoken about. So, you know what? There were some downs on this show. There was some stuff that didn't make any sense. There was some stuff that was bad. But they had some good wrestling somewhere on the show. So, better than normal. I give this a yeah. 3 out of 5. Yeah. Honestly, like, you get a really good main event, a really good opening match. Like, the stuff in the middle, I could definitely do without, but eh, that's a lot better than I'm used to getting. And I think three out of five is 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 certainly apt for for yes. this. And uh, according to the down, have more yeah, good main events. The community tab poll uh, agreed with that rating, giving it fifty two percent of people voting for a three out of five. 19% for both two and one out of five, and then five and six uh, for five and four out of five, respectively. Um, I, I, on, I think that's fair. This wasn't a one out of five show. We've seen one out of five shows. Nothing with this main event can be a one out of five. Absolutely not. I think the one out of five is unfair. I could see people giving it a two if like the middle of the show didn't get them that jazzed about anything, which yeah. is fair because it's only really the good wrestling that elevated this show. And if you're not someone that looks for necessarily good wrestling, if you're more interested in the storylines and the characters and stuff, this didn't really do a whole lot on this show. So maybe It that's did as much for that main event as, as they do any other week. Mm. You know Absolutely, what I yeah. mean? Like, they still yeah. had as much Naomi whatever nonsense with Sony Deville as you usually have. It's just this week it was wrapped around a good match. Yeah. Prefer it this well. way. Well, Tempest. I believe it's time we should start talking about Rampage. Oh, yeah. Hell we yeah. got a Rampage one with the BetterHelp yeah. logo. We love Hell it. Yeah. Uh, this ma- this show started off very quickly. Please, <clears throat> WWE, take notes. 
Started off with Rapongi Vice and Young Bucks already in the ring. Mm. Come on. New Japan. It's not that hard. They New started Japan. off with a match and it was fun. Yeah. I don't have too much else to add. This was a really fun match. The Young Bucks won yeah. with the BT trigger. It was it was a New Japan match. Like I said, like I said in my edited review, you know, they were working a lot faster than they normally do, even for the Young Bucks standards. Where I was watching this and just like, you know, the Young Bucks, they they've got their things and their their style is very flippy and everything for sure. But they were working like a junior heavyweight style here where things were a lot faster. You know, they were just blitzing these ropes, just going, going, going. They were doing all the crazy, you know, lock hands and then go down, flip you up onto the top rope, do a moonsault. You know, this felt like a match that could have taken place in the Tokyo Dome against these two teams like we got at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Great stuff, you know. And this was a match that we were supposed to get like, you know, whatever it was, three weeks ago, and we yeah. didn't because of COVID, and now we're getting it, and it was it was really fun. It was yeah. really really fun. Absolutely, what you, what you want from a match like this? Yeah, a barrel of laughs, a good fun, yeah. a good fun time, and then afterwards, Jay White came out, hit the uh, hit the Blade Runner onto uh, onto Trent. Jay White's on Rampage next week. Jay White wrestling on Rampage. Let's go! Yay! That's, that makes that's me happy. A, that's a Big ol', big old excited, excited, excited boy. I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see Jay White in AEW. Same, man. And Rampage is starting, I think, an hour earlier than SmackDown next week. Nice. Keep that time slot all the time, please. <laughs> yeah, I would greatly prefer that. I would greatly prefer that. It would get me to sleep an hour earlier. Mm. But, man... They're 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 leaning into some New Japan content here, mm-hmm. and I'm yep. just like, it's like you know how we talked about whenever whenever they do uh, Shield. No, that was that was with my friend. Never mind. I was having a discussion with my friend mm-hmm. where he's just like, man, anytime they go back and do Shield related stuff, it was because we were watching Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. From mm, Royal Rumble, yeah. right. It's like anytime you do shield related stuff where that's the focus of the story, I'm just into it. I just that's I love that faction and I just, you know, gets my, my blood going. That's how I feel about the bullet club. Mm. That's how I feel like when I see Adam Cole and Jay White and the Young Bucks and they're all doing their little interactions, I'm just like, yeah, take me back. Take me back to when Bullet Club was the only thing that I cared about in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, really, man. really looking forward to it. But the point that I wanted to make very quickly is look at how great these shows are when the Young Bucks wrestle. Mm. You know, they lost the tag titles because to me, the AEW World Tag Team T- Championship right now is kind of like the new NWA tag titles where it's like you are the best tag team in the business and this is your run. You're the one that gets to go and defend against all the other tag teams. You get to put on the good matches and carry the shows and that's your run. You know, and the Young Bucks had a really long run and it was really good. We got lots of matches on TV against them, like them against Top Flight and the Acclaimed, you know, Pack and Phoenix, every tag team you can think of. But now that they've lost the titles, they're taking time off. They're not wrestling as frequently, especially not in just specific tag team matches. But they're so good. They're so good. They're like the best tag team. And when you have them on TV in just a tag team match like this to open the show, ah, makes the show so much better. Yeah, and uh, 
yeah, after that, I was going to make a point, and then my brain just stopped working for a bit. Um, after that, we then got confirmation it's going to be Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the Face of the Revolution qualifier next Friday on Rampage. I could see that going either way. I could see that going either way. I think that Dante Martin's going to win because I think Wardlow is also going to qualify, which then would be three big lads if you had Powerhouse Hobbs qualifying. So I feel like you want kind of like a size variation in there. That would be so, fun, though. Yeah, it would be. Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is fun. But I yeah. think in terms of variation in the match, you might want a, a smaller lad. If you've got two big lads already, because I'm pretty sure the Wardlow's going to qualify. Sure. Also, Keith Lee and, and Wardlow staring off. Yeah, boy. Yes. Can't wait for that. Um, we then got uh, a Brian Danielson promo backstage. Uh, which I thought was really good because uh, he said that, you know, um, Moxley's appearance with Punk, it was just a one night stand. It's not like it's not turning its back on him. Don't worry about it. He's, he's got it under control. Matt Sardell came in with Lee Moriarty being like, hey, I got issue with you. And I was like, wait, why does he have issue with him? And then he said, like, they actually explained it. And he was like, you said that he should, you know, you're saying that my tutelage isn't good enough for Lee Moriarty and that you want him under your wing. And Brian Daniels was like, hey, man. There's no disrespect. I, I completely appreciate you. I've got a massive amount of respect for you. You're a great wrestler. But I can teach him something that you can't. Violence. And I was like, I believe you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then Lee Moriarty kind of stepped in. He was like, you got to stop talking about me like I'm not here. I'm right here and I can show you violence. Brian Danielson was like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I'll see you on Dynamite. I was like, we're getting yes. Brian Danielson against Lee Moriarty. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. good stuff. This man. roster excites me so much. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it recently because you get matches like this, just like they could just pull them out of their hat and just be like, "Boom, here's a match that I'm really looking forward to." They could do it multiple times a show, every show, for years. Mm -hmm. There's so many match combinations. Yeah, dude. Like. Think of every single person that AEW has brought in over like the last year. Kenny Omega hasn't wrestled any of them. Mm. Kenny Omega versus Malachi. Kenny Omega versus Andrade. Kenny Omega against Lee Moriarty. Against Bobby Fish. Against Kyle O'Reilly. Against Adam Cole. Against everyone. Yeah. CM Punk. Kenny, Kenny Omega hasn't wrestled Darby Allen yet. Yeah. Like... There are so many match combinations from everywhere where this company just, they don't have to burn through matches quickly. Mm -hmm. Oh, so exciting. I don't know if you listened to the uh, Dynamite podcast from this week that me and Luke did. Mm. Um, we freaked out a little bit thinking about the possibilities of Keith Lee wrestling different people because mm. I did not consider the possibilities. And then I thought about Omega and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Omega. I want that so bad. Oh, God. Yes. So exciting. This He's great. Um, yeah, Danielson versus Moriarty on Wednesday. Awesome. We then had Britt Baker versus Robin Renegade. Uh, and this was a fun little match. No, it wasn't. There was no ass licking. <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Do you want to provide some context for that? No, <laughs> no I don't. Her, her <laughs> twin sister, uh, Charlotte Renegade, tweeted a typo. Yes, and, and said, "I can't wait to watch my twin sister lick some ass this <laughs> this, this Friday or something like that." 
<laughs> and to her credit, that's probably the most interaction one of her tweets has ever gotten. So she just yeah. left it up. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the yeah, smart play. It up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. great. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was a fun little match and something that I really liked in this one, which is a point that I've wanted to make a, a broader point about AEW as a whole, is that I feel like the difference between their main event level talent and their top stars and the bottom rung of their talent, like in kayfabe, I, sh I should say, not in terms of actual talent of wrestling, but be mm -hmm. between their main event talent and their bottom rung of talent isn't that great. But they have loads of people in that gap. Sure. Whereas in a company like WWE, the gulf between their main event talent and their jobbers is gigantic, but they don't mm -hmm. have as many people in between. Right. So like the the way for someone to progress through through the rungs in WWE is much, much more difficult than it is for AEW, where you can build someone organically because they don't have that much distance to travel before they become a bigger star. And you mm -hmm. have certain like tiers of talent and stuff like that, but all of them I think can interact fairly evenly, which is why I think it's so good. I know some people don't like it, which is why it's so good when you have a squash match, the other person more often than not actually gets some offense in. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important element to show that even the best wrestlers in your company are not invincible. They can still make mistakes. People can still capitalize on certain things. People have certain weaknesses. And I think that's a really important distinction to make because even your world champion, Britt Baker, can still have a solid competitive match against Robin Renegade and doesn't look worse off for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a that's a really important detail in AEW and what helps their success. Obviously, there's a million facets as to why they're successful, but I think this is another strong part of it, that their entire roster feels organic. And, you know, we've mentioned multiple times about how loads of stories cross over and it feels like it's a, a living, breathing universe where people can cross over and cross into multiple stories and interact with each other and it feels natural. I think this is another part of it in that it doesn't feel like you're in a separate tier of talent where you've got a guy like Lee Moriarty facing Brian Danielson. You don't just go like, what's he thinking, jobber? Like you're thinking like, oh, cool. No, that's going to be a really fun match. I'm really curious to see what, you know, the, the young rookie can do against Brian Danielson. Not that, oh, I need Danielson to beat him in three seconds. Otherwise, that's not. Otherwise, Danielson's going to look rubbish, you know? Right. I, I just like this roster, man. It's real good. I do, too. I, yeah. I do, too. I had a point that I wanted to make, and then I lost it. We're, we're hot tagging our, our terrible memories today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, uh, maybe it'll come back to me. But I agree with your point is the, mm. the main gist of what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but there was no Jamie Hayter, no Mercedes Martinez at the start of this match. Uh, Baker eventually won with the, uh, with the stump uh, at the end, which was good fun. Um, but uh, she goes for the lockjaw afterwards. Thunder Rosa runs down, starts getting physical with Britt Baker. We're it's heading in that direction. It's going to be a revolution. Can't wait. Um, and then uh, Jimmy Hater and Mercedes Martinez come down and they both like try to beat up Thunder Rosa and they're trying to like get the one up as to who's actually going to beat her up. And they start getting into it with each other. Britt Baker's like, hey guys, don't fight. We, we love each other. We're all great. Um, so it looks like we're going to be getting into a Hater Martinez thing probably soon as well. So yep. thumbs up for that too. All thumbs up. I want to see all of these matches. Yes. I agree. Yeah. You know, I also want to see Tempest. Mm -hmm. Hook. 
Oh, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I love this man. He's so it's pretty good. great. Yeah. I just he's just such I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on about Hook. I've said my point so many weeks now. Every week he's wrestled, I keep talking about how much I love this man. He's so good. And he's got such a presence. He came out, did another squash here, was great. I love the bit where uh, they got a bit of offense and he went for the springboard crossbody out the corner and he just stepped back. So he just yep. face planted on the mat. Great little spot. Such confidence, such like a an easy little like showcase of his awareness of just be like, you're not a threat. Oh, yeah. oh, it's good. And he won, obviously. Great. It's like, it's like he takes his opponent seriously in that he's not messing around but in a moment like that you can still see him just be like you are beneath me yeah you can do it with a little bit of swagger added on you know something else this this hook guy they got something they got something with this kid sure do they just got to do something with it tempest i wonder what it could be like a world title or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, this is also the problem with this because I don't think I can just say, "Oh, put the title on Hook" without going into my fifteen-minute preamble sure. about why this is a good idea. Because if I just yeah. say, "Oh, put the title on Hook," I sound like a Mark that's just like, "Oh, Hook's so good, I want to see it with the title." It's like, no, there's a very like rational reason mm-hmm. for why this might work, and that you need to really try and orchestrate it so that it works. Yeah. But I don't have time to go into the preamble every time it gets brought up. Yeah. Uh, then we got the main event of Gun Club versus Jungle Express. Uh, Jungle Express. Jurassic Express. I wrote down Jungle Express in my notes. Um, the Jurassic Boys. Yeah, the Jurassic Boys. The Jurassic yeah. Boys. I, lo- uh. I love it. Um, uh, for the AEW World Tag Titles, uh, I thought this match was good. Um. I haven't really seen that much of Gun Club. I don't watch Dark or Dark Elevation, so I haven't really seen that much of Gun Club, like, at all. Um, And I thought they were fine in this match. They just didn't show anything that was particularly special, you know? Like, the the fundamentals are good. The timing is good. They are competent workers. Like, nothing was bad in this match, I didn't think. All of the stuff that they wanted to do, all the spots they wanted to hit, looked good. They just don't have anything that makes them unique, really, other than people chanting ass boys at them. That's about it, right? I think that is like a hundred percent word for word how I feel about the situation. They are perfectly competent six out of ten wrestlers. Yeah. They're on a roster that is filled to the brim with eight, nines, and tens out of ten. So if you're going to be on this roster and get title shots and and here's an opportunity on TV in the main event against the tag champions, you got to show me something. They've still not shown me anything. I don't care about the ass boys. Like they're they're a perfectly adequate competent indie tag team. That they go on and post tweets about, oh, we showed how we're the future of the business. I was like, mm, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree mightily. But yeah, it's like this match was, was fine. It was good. It was all right. You know, it was like a solid main event match. They played their part well. 
but I felt like this match, Jurassic Express could have been facing anybody, any mm-hmm. heel team, any pair yep. of heel guys. The only thing that's different about them is people chant ass boys at them. Yeah. That's not quite enough for me. No, exactly. Um, yeah. I thought they had a, a brilliant little near fall with the, with the title belt shot. I thought that was yeah. a really good little near fall. Um, mainly because of Jungle Boy's selling. Because mm-hmm. I think he got like a hit with the title belt and his eyes were looking like all over the place. When he was lying on the mat, he was just like, oh my God, he looked like properly yeah. out of it. And he just did like the weakest little kick out at like 2.9, which was a, a great near fall. Um, yeah. Really good stuff. But I mean, I didn't particularly buy it, but it was good nonetheless. Kind of sure. the same way that the Naomi Charlotte one was a great near fall, but I didn't really buy it. Right. Um, Jungle Boy then won with the kill switch in the end. I know you call it the unprettier, you mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only unprettier. I don't care. It's been 15 years for me. I don't care. When was um, that? He's been calling it the kill switch since like 2009. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. He won with the kill switch. It was nice. I, I just put my notes. Bit of fun. Yeah. Good match. Solid. You know? I, I cannot wait for Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. We haven't gotten as much Christian Cage love mm-hmm. since he lost to Kenny Omega at All Out. Imagine Christian Cage facing all these new people that's come in. Oh, boy. That makes me so excited. Yeah, man. I want Christian Cage versus Brian Danielson. I want Christian Cage against everyone on this roster. And yeah. I want Christian Cage against Jungle Boy. Yes, very much so. I want that one the most. Yeah. That would be great. Very, um, very looking forward to it. My my overall thoughts on this show was it was a solid episode of AEW wrestling. That's yep. all elite wrestling wrestling. Yes. Yep. DC Comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four out of five. Good yeah. show. Four out of five show. Good time. Watch the opening yeah. match. Watch Hook. It's probably yeah, about it's... it, but yeah. It was good. I, I liked it. Hook. Um, Cage versus Hook. <laughs> Only if Hook kills him. Yeah, That's Hook it. could beat Christian Cage. I'd I like think it. That could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like it a lot. Before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above Patreon Pledge Hammers over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Load of extra bonus content and awesome stuff up there. Mailbag's going up next week. WrestleTalk Extra is going up next week where Ollie and Luke will be reviewing No Way Out 2009. We've got Mania next week. We've got WrestleTalk After Dark the week after that. Loads of content coming soon um so stay tuned for that uh and if you pledge at the 25 dollars above or above tiers you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to billy buner's day off the man who wears the gold the man recognized by swaf nation international as the 24 7 champion our legend Willie Big E Singleton. Yeah. How do you like them, Apple? Marcel Juror. Yeah. Duncan. Just Duncan. 
The stunning Wesley Potter. Oh, I, I got this one. This month, yeah, Tempest, you are you happy? Viernes el décimo tercero. Jason Gutierrez. Yeah. Works out better for everyone involved. If you I know, do. yeah. Spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. Yeah. Jonathan, the headmaster, headman. Yeah. Yanni Zane Hamid. Yeah. Up above and Keith below. Yeah. And living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Thank you so also, much, all of our pledge hammers. You skipped over the biggest part of the show, which was Chris Statlander telling Layla Hirsch that she like <laughs> deserved to be adopted or whatever. She was like, if this was how you behaved as a kid, <laughs> your parents were justified for dropping you off at an orphanage. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's like that one line in Dodgeball where he's just like, you're adopted. Your parents don't even love you. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, whoa. All right. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I want to see that match. Yeah. Layla and Chris Statlander, like right now, lights out. Those are fighting words. Yeah, man. What What was that uh, line from? Was it Nikki Bella that said it to Brie? I wish you died in the womb. That's, that's the one. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same level uh, of uh, intensity, but just like actually <laughs> delivered well. You know, that's that's what I'd say. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Uh, if I actually. Add them on the screen. Uh, Mayor of Painsville, Dan, says, uh, Hey, Pete, hey, Tempest, love to see Rapongi okay. Vice on Rampage. Anyway, thank you so much for doing better help. Gonna play some Legends Arceus now. All your fault. You're welcome. Hell yeah. Uh, Ten Ruzza said, I agree, Tempest. I miss regular Bucks matches. They're brilliant. It's fantasy, but I just want Styles and Devitt to come in and do a huge Bullet Club story, but I'm just dreaming. I miss Omega and Miro. Rampage surely goes two hours soon. Hook, you brilliant bastard. Don't want two hours. I don't need more wrestling to review. Please and thank nope. you. I agree. I miss Miro and Kenny Omega very much. They're going to make yep. this show so much better when they're back. Mm-hmm. I agree about Styles and Devitt because mm-hmm. the thing to me with the whole Bullet Club thing is like, where does this build to? Like, who's yeah. the big guy that comes in? Because like, Jay White kind of would have been that guy. I don't think people are really going to care that much about like Gorillas of Destiny coming in. Because nah. otherwise, you don't really got anybody else. Unless nah. you bring in Prince Devitt or, or, or AJ Styles. And I don't think AJ Styles is going anywhere. But I would no. really love Finn Balor to like come in and just be like, you are all beneath me. I started this. I'm the one that started all of this. I'm the first leader. And just be like, because you might not think like, oh, you know, Finn Balor, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, whatever. Him be like, no, it's me. I am Bullet Club. And just be like, Prince Debit all the way at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. 
Uh, Ten Rosa again said, uh, I also can't get excited about WWE when the potential for amazing Bullet Club and Elite stories and Keith Lee debuting this week. Can't wait for an AEW Super Stadium show uh, with New Japan, Impact, and others. Hope Wrestle Kingdom has some Elite Bullet Club action. Sorry for the 34 Tempest. Is WrestleMania 34 from the earlier? Oh, yeah. Right. The earlier one? Yeah. As soon as this sodding god forsaken virus will just piss off and we can yeah, have all the wrestlers going everywhere you can have all the AEW guys in the g1 you can have wrestle kingdom and they're gonna do like a big stadium show and you can do yep. kenny omega and okada five and yeah it's the dream yeah so good Alex Ingen said, Hey there, LIW. Had my first day of wrestling training and it was fun. Sadly, life hit me with a real crisis. I'm okay, but I want to take this opportunity to tell folks suffering to reach out to friends, family, or professionals. Help is out there. Yes, it is. Including BetterHelp, who sponsored this show. Not just BetterHelp, yeah. of course. You've got your friends, got your family, whoever you need to speak to. But BetterHelp help. Uh, BetterHelp help. BetterHelp help you get in contact with a professional therapist, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Manuel Cifuentes said, uh, sup my LAW amigos. So I don't know why I keep telling uh, myself after every new AEW signee slash ex-WWE wrestler, okay, enough, no more. Play with what you got, AEW. But anyway, happy Super Bowl weekend. Who y'all going for? Whose house? Ram's house. It's tough because I don't want to pick favorites. I'm happy if both of them win. If I'm going, I'm going Bengals just because they're the underdog. Like they hadn't won a playoff game in like 32 years or something crazy. And now they're in the Super mm -hmm. Bowl. And I kind of want to see what Sean Ross Sapp will, will do if his Bengals win. Like he he will just like melt, will short circuit. Yep. I'm uh, gonna go for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> that's a bad bet to make, Pete. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? Uh, sorry. Toronto Raptors much better, right? Yes. Um, yeah, they've won yeah. actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that is going to do it for the ultra chats. Just one more time, I'd like to say that this podcast is sponsored by Better Help. We want to help you help yourselves. Go check them out at betterhelp.com forward slash wrestle uh, to get 10% off your first month. Um, the link is at the top of the description. That is Better Help H E L P. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much, Better Help, for sponsoring the show. got an email from someone let's see if they actually say because i did that last time where i read out their name and then realized later they didn't want their name read out <laughs> so gonna check no this was from i guess devon we'll go with devon sure Hi, devon. Uh, who says uh i was in the third row on the hard cam side at aw beach break in cleveland uh, I'm from Columbus, about two hours southwest, and I drove up. After the show, Wardlow was talking to close friends at ringside who came to visit him, and he quickly stopped and took the time to take a picture with a nervous 20-year-old at his first solo wrestling show. Aww. And they attached a little picture of Wardlow going in the photo. Very oh, nice. Effort, but like, that's cool. Yeah, that's good cool. guy Wardlow. Wardlow. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah. I like Wardlow. He's great. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for him to like break out, become a yeah. become a solo star. It's kind of like AEW's Batista or something. Sure. Yeah. You know. Hey man, I, I tell you what. I I was a Wardlow naysayer. 
at the start mm. of uh, start of AEW when I first saw the video package for Wardlow. I was like, yeah. So he's just a big guy. Yeah. Okay. Like nothing to him. Like just a guy. It's like it's you know we've seen this in WWE so many times where it's just a guy who can't wrestle but he's big, and then he wrestled and I was like, oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, I was worried about like, you know, like, oh, what are they going to do with this guy? You know, mm-hmm. we've got this roster full of Kenny Omegas and, and Chris Jericho's. And, you know, even yeah. at the time, like, you know, still a big roster, like your Ray Phoenix's, your packs, like your John Moxley's top level, great workers. What yeah. are you going to do with just this, this big guy, you know, that, mm-hmm. that I'd never heard of. I'd never heard yeah. of Wardlow before AEW. And as soon as he got slotted in right with MJF, I was just like, ah, see, that's thinking. That's thinking. Now he just gets to be the heater for like two years. And mm-hmm. he's done a fantastic job. And now, now it's building and he's going to break out. Hell yeah. They do such a good job, man. They do such a good job. This is probably something that I will have mentioned on the show time. Um, the the i'll probably go into more detail on the show itself but the the difference between AEW's top stars and their bottom stars feels so much shorter despite having so many more people in it mm. compared to WWE like the difference between their main eventers and their jobbers is like right a, a huge chasm right there's a huge gap between them um whereas like the difference between AEW's main eventers and their and their bottom rung of talent is still like it's not close but it's closer you know mm. it's a you few rungs away away like mm. the ladder exists where you can see like here's the bottom rung here's the top rung whereas yeah. with wwe it's like here's the top and it's hanging there precariously and there's nowhere to get to it and then on the ground is the jobbers yeah they're exactly. very far apart and there's no way for the bottom to get to the top which is why when something like a Jinder Mahal happens, it's completely inconceivable. It's yeah. unbelievable. And everyone just goes, well, that's stupid. Whereas, you know, yeah. if you had some sort of shock result or upset, you can do those kind of shock results and upset, not winning your world title because that's ridiculous. But no, it's not. Not if you have Hook do it. Well, that's different because Hook isn't a jobber. <laughs> but... Um, but you can do stuff like the unexpected shock result and it won't damage the people in it. Like, you know, the, right at the beginning of AEW when Private Party beat Young Bucks. Like, that was great. Sure. You know, that was just like an unexpected result, but it worked because the difference between your top level talent and your bottom level talent is not that much. Mm-hmm. Was, I just think that works. Anyway, I'll probably bring that up more on the on the Rampage section of this review. Good observation, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting point to talk about. Um. Anyway, have you got any plans for the weekend, Tempest? Uh, yeah. As soon as this is over, I'm I'm out of here. I'm gonna go see the lady partner. Nice. You're away for Valentine's a few Day. days. Oh yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day, Monday, right? Yeah. 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 I'm doing nothing for Valentine's Day. It's gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fairly fairly low key, but you yeah. know, there's there's a Super Bowl tomorrow. Oh yeah, Super that's Bowl. a thing that exists. Right? Yeah, foot football. Let's, I, I don't, I'm not even cheering for any particular team because I, I, there, there, are, there are no losers in mm-hmm. this in this Super Bowl. Yeah. You get one guy that's there on his first full season. He's never lost a playoff game. He's playing with his his buddy 
as the number one rookie of the year wide receiver that just got drafted to the same team as him out of the same school that they both went to and won the national championship in. They've never lost a playoff game together, and they've made it all the way to the Super Bowl on their first try. That's a hell of a story. And then Mm. on the other side, you've got the guy that was drafted first overall 13 years ago, but he played for Detroit for 12 years, and Detroit sucks. And the (laughs) first year that they trade him to a good team, he goes to the Super Bowl because it wasn't his fault. So you've got two really good stories going, and if either of them gets a ring, I'm going to be excited for it. Nice. Yes, getting getting a ring. I know what that means. Sports. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Send in your Super Bowl stories to support WrestleTalk.com. Don't really. I probably won't read them. But, you know, (laughs) tell us some interesting stuff. We'll read them. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back next week for more. We've got Elimination Chamber next week, where I will not be defending my belt. I'll be choosing an interim uh, uh, someone to face Andy Datsun for the interim Jam That Championship. Wonder who that could be. We'll never know. Um, apart from when I choose, which will be next week. Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week for some more content. Stay tuned. We love you very much. Stay safe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.